Psalm 34. <laughs> Shout right there. But the Lord delivers them out of them all. You ever take a moment, take time sometime, just to look back over your life? If you don't do it, just sometimes just take the time. Look back over your life and just marvel over what God has done. If, if, brothers and sisters, if there is a shout in you anyway, that ought to bring it out. Just to look back. Brother Bob, at, at, at where the Lord has brought us from and what the Lord has brought us through. That, that's one shout right there. But then, <clears throat> if you look back at what could have happened, testimony. 
He's giving a testimony. He's giving, in the beginning, he says, this is the psalm of David, when David changed his behavior yeah. before Abimelech and, and drove him, and he who drove him away, and he departed. Well, all, all he's doing, he's letting us know before he starts writing, this is my testimony. And his testimony is that God did it again. He brought me out again. Sometimes when you got time, read 1 Samuel. It'll tell that whole story of what God did for David and how the Lord had delivered him. And yeah, yeah, what David realized is that I was in a mess and God brought me out. He's ex he is recounting an experience that God has done in his life. He's just reflecting over the goodness of God, and we find him getting in what I call praise overload. And brothers and sisters, when you think about his goodness and all that he had, now we can talk all day about what ain't happening, but just think about what is happening. And think about the fact that he woke you up this morning and he started to inspire yeah, it put him in praise overload, and this is where he starts out. That's why he puts that first, so you'll know this is why I'm about to shout here. He says, I want you to know that the Lord brought me out. So then he begins by saying, I will bless the Lord. It's right there in the book. He says, because of what the Lord has done, because he's been there all the time, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall not be off and on. Yeah, but his praise shall continually. Are y'all hearing me? It's going to keep coming. Out of my mouth. But then David, uh, he says, I, I don't want to shout by myself. Look at verse 3. He says, let's do this. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Uh, Y'all hear me? Uh, you ought not ever have to shout by yourself when you're around the children of God. Uh, you ought to be able to find somebody. The oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. But then in verse 8, he describes that this thing is personal now. I want you to magnify him with me, but you can't do it right unless you know what I know. Says I, I, I know what I know because I have tasted him. I, I know what I know because I have experienced him. So then he invites us. He says, oh, taste and see. Are y'all here? Don't, don't take my word for it. Taste and see. Y'all in here, you ain't got to shout all the time for what he did for me. If you will just taste and see, you'll find out that the Lord is good. See, I can't make an assessment for you. I just know he's been good to me. I, I just know what he's done for me. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at, look at David. He's got his praise. Got his praise going now. And, and you can feel him when, as he goes on with all these wonderful things. But then he, fits, he hits verse 19 and he throws a monkey wrench in it. He 
praising, got everybody feeling good, everybody up shouting. And then in verse 19, yeah, here is his testimony. See, this is, this is really what it is. It's a testimony. He says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. David, I thought you were shouting. I thought you were shouting. How did you get from, oh, bless the Lord, to many are the afflictions? How? David, how, that's a long trip. How did you get there? How did you get from shouting to now telling me that my afflictions will be many? And my brothers and my sisters, this is one of those texts that, that, that make folk wonder why we do what we do. Folk from the outside, they look at us and they say, well, you having a hard time in the church. And I'm out here having a hard time. What? What's the, that what they're saying? Yeah, it's one of those scriptures that make people wonder. But then not only do it make folk on the outside wonder, be honest, you wondered about it too. Oh, yeah, you wondered. You, you thought once you got saved that your trouble was over. Somebody told you, just, just, just get Jesus in your life and everything will be all right. So not only do folk on the outside, every now and then, my brothers and sisters, you wonder why I have to stand all these tests when I'm trying to do my best. You see, brothers and sisters, because of our humanness, we may not question his existence, but every now and then we do wonder, God, why you act like you act? I know some of y'all got, I know we got, you, know, you can't admit that, you can't admit that, but I, I'm still there. Every now and then I have to say, God, why? God, what are you doing? It's, I know it's almost the last thing you want to hear, especially when you're talking about folk who, who strive to live their lives right, but the message is clear. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. What are afflictions? What are afflictions? Righteous folk are afflicted. What, what is that? Afflictions are things that cause you to hurt. Afflictions are things that cause you distress. Afflictions are those things that cause pain and suffering in your life. And the word says that, that Christians... Believers have a whole lot of that. You sort of understand. You know how we are. We sort of understand why sinners have problems. We sort of understand why sinners are afflicted, but we just thought that when we got on the Lord's side, that all of that would be over. We, we just sort of thought that after we started walking with Jesus, that, but, but, but the truth is, it seems like, and anybody want to be honest, seems like since I've been trying to walk with the Lord, <laughs> I know you, you ain't going to say it, but that's, yeah, you, 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 some of the stuff I, I, I've gone through since I've been walking with the Lord, yeah, yeah, when I was out yonder, I, it, <laughs> it just seemed like. That, that, that things got harder after I started trying to walk with the Lord. See, are y'all hearing me? 
But the text seems to suggest that somehow our afflictions are tied to our righteousness. Look at it. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Are y'all hearing me? So, so we are left with a question. We are left with a question. Why? Why are the righteous afflicted? Understand why? Why mean, crazy folk have to go through stuff? But why are the righteous afflicted? Well, rather than going all the way around the bush, let me just give it to you straight. We, we, we go through stuff because you and I, we are wrapped in righteousness, but right now we are so imperfectly righteous. Let me see if I can show it to you. Let me show it to you. God, who sits high, he is perfect in his righteousness. Those of us who are down here who believe on him and accepted him, my brothers and sisters, whether you realize it or not, we are imperfect in our righteousness. Now, thank God for righteousness. Thank God that when, when he saved me, I, I'm wrapped in his righteousness. But, but as far as, as Isaiah said, Isaiah says, any little righteousness that I got is just like filthy rags. So what I must do with my imperfection, I must wrap myself in his righteousness. That's what the Bible calls imputed righteousness. That's that, 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 that what the Bible, the Bible lets me know that I ain't got none, but he got it all. And if I got any at all, it's because he has wrapped me in his perfection. So since we are imperfect, and our righteousness, yeah, 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 we, we are consistent, we are constantly, because of our imperfect condition, we are not like him. We, 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 we don't have his perfection. So there is a constant need for him to purge us. There's a constant need for him to purify and chastise and get rid of those things in us that are keeping us from being like him. Yeah, I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to understand, help you understand why we must go through affliction. There's a need for him yeah, to, 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 to constantly be trying to work on us to get us to where we are more like him. We used to sing a song when I was a child. I want to be more like Jesus every day. Now, if you don't mean that, you ought not sing it. Are y'all hearing me? Because the, the way that he makes us more like him, y'all hearing me, is to continue to chip away at stuff. Continue to chop away at stuff. and Y'all ain't hearing me. <laughs> used to be a man old man down somewhere near Sapelo Island. An old, old black gentleman. And years ago, he was, he, he, he was just a real famous person. When you go out to that island, he sat at this, in front of this little store. He had a block blocks of wood, and he would carve, had a knife, 
And all day long, he would just carve. And he, he could make some of the most beautiful dogs. Everything, his only thing he carved were dogs. But he would make some of the most beautiful dogs. He'd just sit there carving and carving. Next thing you know, he's got a beautiful dog. And he'd sit down, people would buy him, people would buy him. News media went down there and wanted to interview him. And they were looking for some. I'm sure they were looking for some deep philosophical. They want to talk to him. I don't know how in the world. What? How did you get that gifting? What is it? How do you do that? What's the technique? I know they were talking. I know they wanted him to tell them about how to go down so many centimeters and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> tell you what the man said. He said, uh, he says, well, uh, I don't know what kind of ants you're looking for, but you see them black block of wood over there? He said, I, I reach over there and I grab one of them blocks and I cut off everything that don't look like dogs. Y'all missed that. <laughs> he said, I cut everything off that don't look like dog. Y'all hear me? You start walking with Jesus. Say that you want to be more like him. He has the task of taking you in his hand and, and he cuts off everything that don't look like Jesus, you, you want to know why you got to go through stuff and why you have trial after trial? That's Jesus cutting off everything. Y'all ain't hearing me. He cuts off everything that does not look like him. A lot of times people just raise the question, Lord, I don't know why I got to go through this. I don't know. Why I have to go through so much? You'll never hear me ask that. Because I know exactly why I have to go through. I know there's still some stuff in me. Yeah, I see, and I ain't got to touch my neighbor. Don't you touch your neighbor and tell them either. Yeah, that, that's still stuff that still needs to be moved. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I know you think, you know, Rep. Haynes, you, you got it down pretty, but see, you ain't me, huh? I know what's there. I know what still needs to be. Y'all ain't hearing me. So he's cutting away in all of our lives everything that does not look like him. You want to know why we have to go through so much, why we afflicted so much? It's because, uh, yeah, he's getting us ready. It's because he's trimming away everything every day, and I got a testimony. I'm a whole lot better than I used to be. Are y'all hearing me? I, I got a testimony. I, I know I still ain't what I ought to be, but I, I got a testimony. I, I, I look a whole lot, more like, whole lot more like him than I used to. Are y'all hearing me? So he, so he afflicts us. He, he afflicts us. But let me tell you another reason why he afflicts us. Because it is in our afflictions that we draw into a deeper and a more intimate relationship. Yeah. You'd be surprised at how close you can get to God when you're going through stuff. <laughs> Listen, David, David in, David in Psalm 119, he said, he, he, said, he actually said this, he said, it is good for me that I have been afflicted. Are y'all hearing me? 
that I might that I might learn your statutes. David said, "It's good for me because I notice when I go through stuff, I get closer to you. <laughs> I get in your word. I I start listening to what you have to say." David says, "When I get afflicted, I'm closer to God. My worship becomes more intimate." when I'm going through stuff. Isn't it amazing, brothers and sisters, you, you show up for worship and you're going through that little private storm nobody knows about it. It's amazing. During those times, you show up in the house of God, you come in, you, 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 you leave, you don't know who were there, what they had on, who sat next to who, who... Yeah, are y'all hearing me? None of that means a thing because I was locked in. Yo, anybody ever been there? Anybody been in that place? Uh, well, I don't care about that. That's why I don't bother y'all about touching your neighbor. When you show up in here, it ain't about your neighbor. It's all about you. It's all about you and trying to get in touch with God. And the last thing you need, we got short attention spans anyway. Last thing we need is somebody touching on us. We, we need, are y'all hearing me? I tell you, won't touch somebody, just touch yourself and say, I know that's right. When, 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 when you are going through afflictions, on that Sunday when you show up, you're going through stuff, you don't, you, you don't know how the choir did. You don't know whether Deke was praying right or not. You, are y'all hearing me? You, you, you don't know whether devotion went well or not. You, you really don't even know whether Reverend tuned up today or not. All you know is I'm trying to get in God's presence. I, are y'all here? I, 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 I didn't come here for that. I come. Afflictions. Afflictions will bring us into that place of intimacy with God. It, 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 you think you, you, it brings us to a point of, of creativity. We learn stuff about God that we never would have learned. I wonder if I got a witness here. Anybody ever learn stuff about God that you never would have learned on your own on a good day? But after you came out of that storm, you came out knowing, are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and sisters, oh, my brothers and sisters, you, you got to understand that yeah, even, if, even with David David, David, David wasn't sitting around with a pencil in his hand trying to think up some sweet poetry. <laughs> y'all hear me? He wrote some beautiful stuff, but he wasn't sitting around trying to be creative. Yeah, David sat out there on a cold hillside watching sheep and fighting lions and fighting off bears. That's how he could write, the Lord is my shepherd. And I said, yeah, are y'all hearing me? They, David, David had to sit in dark caves hiding from his enemies who wanted to take his life. They were looking for him, trying to kill him. That's when he began to write, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the all. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, David wasn't sitting around trying to be cute. He had people throwing spears at him and armies hunting him down to take his life. That's when he wrote, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I? 
Oh, shall I? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Beautiful, beautiful word. That if you ever just one day just wanna just wanna bless his name, just wanna get yourself in that shouting place, turn over here. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. You feel yourself going down, but when it comes to that one word, but it's about this is about hard as I'm gonna preach today. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but anybody want to shout right there is a pretty good place right there. Because whenever you see that word, but, you know things about to change. I wonder if I got a witness here. Whenever you see that conjunction, but, that means that what's going this way is about to turn around and go that way. Oh, my brothers and sisters, whenever you see that word, you ought to begin to praise God. Many are the affliction, and that's what I love about this because he'll just carry on and let you shout all day if you want to. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord. Now, the but didn't get you, this ought to get you. I, I wonder, my brothers and sisters, that yeah, who anybody who knows them well enough to know that whenever you see those three words, but the Lord, something about to get turned around. Whenever you, whenever you see those words together, you know that, yeah, something is about to get turned. Let me show it to you. Daniel was in the den with the lions, but the Lord. Y'all ain't hearing me. The Hebrew boys are thrown into the midst of a fiery furnace, but the Lord. Y'all ain't hearing me? Peter was thrown in jail. But the Lord. Somebody sitting up in here in the sound of my voice would say, my job shut down. Didn't know how I was going to make it. But the Lord. Yeah, are you hearing me? I lost everything I had. But the Lord. I was a sinner on my way to hell, but the law. Well, uh, if that didn't get you yet, go a little further. Yeah, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers. Anybody shouting yet? Aren't you glad to know that wherever I am, whatever I'm going through, God will deliver. I wonder, is there anybody in the house who knows him as a deliverer? I thank God I know him as a, a, a way maker. Yeah. I thank God I know him as a wheel in the middle of a wheel. Yeah. Thank God I know him uh, as one who will feed me when I'm hungry. Yeah. But I'm sure enough glad that I know that he is uh, my deliverer. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? That's why those old folks used to sing a strong deliverer. Strong deliverer. Be thou still my strength and shield. But still, if you're not shouting yet, go back and read it one more time. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out. Anybody shouting yet? I wonder if I got a witness in the house that the Lord will, uh, he'll bring you out. Yeah. 
anybody ever been in a situation that you couldn't come out of, you have a testimony today that God has brought me out. Yeah. But then if that doesn't get you, yeah, let's go one more level here. Yeah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the law delivers them out of them. Y'all ain't hearing me. shouted if it had said he delivers us out of one or two of them I would have been happy with if it said he delivers us out of half of them I would have praised his name if the word said he delivers us out of most of them but I'm glad that the word says he delivers us out of them all. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, just hold on just a little while. Are you hearing me? It may be dark. Your friends may be few, but hold on just a little while. God is at work. He's making you uh, what he wants you to be here. Y'all ain't hearing me yet. And that's why I've come to a point in my life uh, where I go to the words of the song uh, that says I've had uh, many tears yeah, and sorrows. Yeah. I've had uh, questions for tomorrow. Yeah. There have been times uh, when I felt like uh, I was all alone. Yeah. But in every uh, situation, yeah, God gave me yeah, blessed consolation uh, that my trials, uh, they only come uh, to make me strong. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, then I can go and say, I thank God for my mountains. Yeah. I thank God for my valley. I thank him for the storm that he brought me through. Yeah. Oh, if I never had a problem, yeah, I wouldn't know that God could solve it. I'd never know what faith in God could do. Yeah. Yeah. I shout, I shout, because through it all, depend upon his word. Yes, I'm just like Paul. Yeah. Paul, when he was going through, yeah, he remembered what Jesus did. Yeah. He remembered how Jesus picked 
hung up a cross. He remembered how they nailed his hands, how they nailed his feet. So Paul said, what I'm going through is just light affliction. Are y'all hearing me? These are light afflictions. Because they nailed his hands, they nailed his feet, he suffered and died. But I'm glad, I'm glad that the grave couldn't hold him down. I'm glad that he took the sting out of death, yeah, that he robbed the grave of his victory. Yeah. And early in the Sunday morning, he got up, he got up with all power in his hand. Yeah! Yeah! Yes! Many, many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them. Here today, got an invitation for you. You're here today unsaved, have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Nobody knows that but you. Nobody knows that but you. But right now, I want to give you an opportunity. Right now, I want to give you an opportunity to turn it all around right now. I'm given an opportunity. If you are unsaved, you ought to be moving right now. If you don't know him, you never accepted him as Lord and Savior.